You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to 9 to 5 Goes to Fantasia, 9 to 5 Does Fantasia, whatever we're calling it this year. Uh, we saw two movies, and by we, I mean me, because John is sick, as you might be able to hear the fact that he's A, on the phone. Hopefully not. Hopefully this comes through okay. <laughs> Just, exactly. So you, you, John sounds congested, and I'm keeping him in quarantine. It's not that he's in a different uh, house. He's actually in a sealed room in my basement. Like a, a bubble boy room. We watched, and by we I mean me, uh, Skip Trace with Johnny Knoxville and Jackie Chan, and Abattoir with a bunch of people that I haven't heard of. Uh, the first cool. one, we, ooh, exciting, right? Yeah. <laughs> but except that it is, if, who's the director of Abattoir? Yeah, no, I read, I read this, the, the previews for it. I really wanted to see it. And Skip Trace, I was super excited to see, so I'm kind of pumped to hear about both of these. Yeah, but Abattoir is the, the latest film also from the guy that did uh, Repo, the genetic opera. Yeah. Right. So I mean, there's there's a bit of a thing. So I mean, they uh, we'll do them in the order that they uh, that they happened in the the festival, uh, which sure. was uh, Skip Trace was uh, the first film that I saw on Monday, and it was kind of kind of nice because they, there's always sort of like we don't u- often usually go see that many action movies at Fantasia, but sure. as the uh, as the presenter guy kind of pointed out, like Jackie Chan in general has been like a, a serious mainstay of Fantasia for a long time and obviously there's a lot for of like sure. there's like a kung fu pedigree that Fantasia usually reps pretty strongly apparently like one of the films that they've they've sc- one of the sc- films they've screened like multiple years is Drunken Master 2 so yeah. it's been a long time since they had a uh, a Jackie Chan I guess vehicle uh, in Fantasia, so this seemed like a, a good opportunity so basically the uh, the, the core of the film is uh, Jackie Chan uh, believes that this mobster known as the Matador is a, a certain character, and he's basically devoted a certain person in Hong Kong, and he's devoted his entire life to discovering who he really is and to bring him to justice. And he thinks that he's a super well-connected uh, rich guy. Uh, okay. And uh, Johnny Knoxville kind of gets mixed up into it. Johnny Knoxville comes off as a uh, is introduced basically as this con man uh, who happens to witness a murder perpetrated by uh by the rich guy from Hong Kong. So he's like the the primo like he's like the missing piece. Like he can actually like if he could if Jackie Chan can get Johnny Knoxville to testify against uh the rich guy, then he'll have his case and he'll be able to bring his dead partner to justice and his life's mission will be complete and so I'm, on and so forth. I'm going to assume that wacky hijinks ensue before that mission gets completed. All kinds of wacky hijinks. Like, one of the things, I mean, like, right. like uh, Johnny Knoxville obviously plays, like, the super, super reluctant guy, like, who's trying to, like, escape Jackie Chan at, like, at every single turn. Like, every time he sees him, he's like, oh, they'll, they'll like, hang out for a little bit, and then as soon as there's an opening, Jackie, uh, Johnny Knoxville will try to bail, and then Jackie Chan kind of, you know, like, has to chase after him and all that stuff. I mean, like, as soon... As you're watching the opening sequence, you're, you're you're pretty much you know exactly what's on board. Like Jackie Chan does the the running up a falling ladder kind of thing, and just sort of like all those like the typical Jackie Chan action sequences with like stuff flying everywhere and him like knocking things out of the air and catching them and kicking them back at his opponents. And it's just sort of like that very very like super kid friendly kind of like kung fu stuff where like nobody's really yeah. really getting like bludgeoned or anything. And just like hu, 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 ha, and then it's like fly off of 
thing into water. Yeah, of course. He, he, he's got a style. And I'm, honestly, when you're describing it, I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear he's still doing it. Isn't he like 75 or something? I, I think he's in his 60s, man. And, like, you know that they do those things in Jackie Chan movies where they, uh, like, during the credits, they show some, like, botched takes and stuff? Like, he yeah, won, yeah, yeah, 100% sure. fucking, like, did a big jump and, like, broke his fucking leg and... Like, <laughs> you're just He's like, why? Like, I was kind yeah. of like, I was like, some of it must not be Jackie Chan anymore. And I, I don't know what degree of, like, of how much of his own stunts he did, but apparently he was still doing stuff to the extent that, like, his leg could get busted if he messed it up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so Well, Johnny Knoxville seems like the perfect match for his, like, physical humor, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Johnny seems Knoxville, like a match made in heaven. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville does a, does a great job, obviously, as, like, the foil to, to Jackie Chan's character i mean i i don't i don't even really need to like the one thing that's like the storyline is pretty straightforward he like he goes and gets johnny knoxville and tries to bring him back to to testify to the thing but then it ends up being weirdly globe trotting like okay johnny not like he goes to russia to find johnny knoxville and then they go to uh like mongolia and they go to macau and they go like all the way kind of like down downwards from russia back into hong kong kind of like stopping in every country as they go fun it is fun. I was like, yeah, this is this is great. And one of the things that I was like, I was a little bit sad because I'm I'm not, I guess, like the exact target audience for this film. Like, okay. like Johnny Knoxville will do the thing, like, like did one. There's like one of these things where like Johnny Knoxville and Jackie Chan are like running, and then they do like the quick like whoa, stutter step up to like a, at the edge of a cliff, and like the theater was like laughing their heads off, and I was like, that's chuckle worthy. Like, like <laughs> yeah. a hilarious chase where you're like, whoa, on, on like the on the stop of a cliff. I was like, that's been in. I feel like every Jackie Chan movie, <laughs> and it's probably yeah, it's, be, in a weird way. It's like porn, you know. It's not about the plot, and you kind of know what's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I guess, but exactly. Yeah. But it's like it's such like like and stuff like that. Like same with like like Johnny Knoxville is like a very like expressive face and stuff as we see yeah, in sure. Jackass and whatever. And just like people were like eating it up like there's a there's like a big muscle-bound russian bodybuilder lady who's like one of the uh one of the kind of bad guys of the film and like like okay. she shows up and like spins a big heavy thing or whatever and like the audience at fantasia was like whoa i was like i wish i could be that into this kung fu movie man like that just like a woman coming up and like spinning a thing like delighted me as much as it delighted the audience which i mean i guess is a testament to how well this movie like hits those ba- like those buttons like like, yeah. Rennie Harlan went out to make a fun Jackie Chan kung fu film, and, like, he did it, <laughs> you know? Like, okay, it, it sounds like you think it worked, it just wasn't your movie. I It wasn't even that it wasn't my movie. Like, there was a time where I used to rent, like, a shit ton of, like, kung fu, and I would probably rent, like, anything Jackie Chan, anything Jet Li, like, and all the time, and I'd probably have a really good time doing it. It's just that, like, this movie exists already like i kind of it kind of made me miss like i was like oh, i should go back and watch rumble in the bronx because it was like a younger faster jackie chan doing it you know yeah or, yeah, yeah uh what was this? i think did he do super cop i want to say like he yep, did like yep. yeah he did like a series of those cop great yeah exactly this is like i'm not he might even be super cop again i'm not sure like it might be it might be the same guy <laughs> he might be playing the same dude who knows but like exactly it's like those this this movie has existed before it's been made before uh, that being said it did it fucking pretty much perfectly like i, I can't okay. i can't find anything wrong with it the action sequences are fun the fights were super fun the the jackie chan kind of like slapstick comedy kung fu that he does was was all there Johnny Knoxville was funny in it like totally safe movie to show i guess like to any kid that you could show a kung fu movie to like, right yeah I, I would say 
endorsed. So, and I mean, I think I also kind of encapsulated what who I'd recommend it to as someone who wants to watch. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Wants Jackie to watch Chan a Jackie Chan movie in 2016. You're, this is it. Uh, so yeah, I would, I guess, recommend for that. But I mean, at the same time, it's not. Uh, it's not like genre breaking. It's not the greatest kung fu you've ever seen or anything. So don't. Yeah, uh, you know, but they don't all have to be. No, for sure. I kind of want to see this anyway. I haven't seen a fun Jackie Chan movie in a long time. Yet. Yeah, exactly. It's a. It's a super yeah. fun. I guess like. I don't even know who who you'd watch it with. It was it's like that thing where within high school when I rented kung fu movies every weekend with my buddies, it would definitely yeah. definitely be on the list. But I'm like, I don't know when I would sit down and watch this. But I mean, okay, you know, so, Avatar. Avatar. Okay, so Avatar has the uh, the ridiculous ridiculous premise of um, a man is okay. Building and by ridiculous, you mean fucking amazing, right? The right. completely absurd premise of a man is building, like, basically a mansion made out of murder rooms from murder scenes of other crimes. That's magical. This is ridiculous. It's, it's fucking bananas. So okay. there's, like, so basically the plot is this woman, um, her entire family is uh, murdered in a grisly fashion. Uh, her sister, her sister's husband, and her nephew, I suppose. Uh, sure. And then when she goes back to the house, um, the room where the murder occurred is like is missing. And then they they've already. In the okay, scene when you say missing, do they have a shot of like the walls and floor being cut out of the building? They they never show it being cut out, but it's like they have a shot of the like the like you're just like going to like hallway, and then it just goes to like finish like stripped out walls, stripped out ceiling, and like floorboards, okay. like, exposed floorboards. I'm like, what? And and the best. Earth, earth, earth. So one of the things that I need to kind of like set out in advance <laughs> of talking about this is that like as as stupid and ridiculous and over the top as like absolutely everything was in this film, we were uh, we went to go see it with uh, Sam and Guillaume and uh, their friend oh. Dwayne. And while we were like walking back, like we we walked from Con- Concordia to to Atwater and then kind of went our separate ways. Like everything that we thought was a dumb plot hole, the movie kind of addressed. <laughs> And really? sort of, like, rectified. So it was, like, they, like, took care to, like, cover their own stupidity, which is kind of, like, charming in its way. You're just, we're just like, what about sure. this? And I was like, well, the character said this. Like, in the first example of this is the character is, like, it's just sort of like, there's no way that a house could go on the market and sell this quickly. It wouldn't even clear escrow. Nobody would get, the, like, the mortgage approved. And, like, blah, 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 blah. And because it's established, you see, that she's a real estate journalist, if that's a thing. Okay. Right. <laughs> so obviously, I, I, guess. I, I, I guess so. But it's just like yeah. for the like they establish a reason for like this to be so shocking to the character that the house like sold so sold quickly. So like, quickly. like why right. would why would anyone like why would this freak anybody out that hard? But she like she like we established that she's a real estate journalist, and that's like <laughs> just part of a million things that they kind of like go out of their way to explain as this this movie goes. So uh, anyway, so she basically. Uh, kind of like using her her hard boiled cop boyfriend on again off again boyfriend and her journalist connections, uh, they piece together that it's obviously been happening for like sixty years that these rooms have been going missing and they kind of all tie back to this one man and this one specific town in uh, in a town called New English and they end up going to that town and kind of trying to like uncover the secrets of the town and the man and then obviously inevitably end up in the murder mansion and uh and then run around and a bunch of ghosts and is it full of ghosts it's angry, full angry of ghosts <laughs> the <laughs> i don't know how much more i can really talk about without i guess like full-on spoilers but i can guess i can say that like this movie is almost like 
I wish. Okay, so a few things. I wish they got yeah. to the house sooner. Like, yeah. they 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 get they actually get into the house. kind of only really in like in the third act, and I feel like they probably could have stood to get there in the middle somewhere. Second. Like, yeah. like yeah, and just like the the way that the ghosts kind of happen. Not super into the ghost effect that they use that that okay. much. Um, but yeah, they like it just doesn't. Like the characters and stuff just don't come together as well as I as I would hope. Like like there there's a certain point where they've like I would say at least two or three different kind of like pieces of the story have explained like what the bad guy is doing and why there are ghosts. And like we as the audience has like we've definitely put it together exactly what the the protagonist is or the antagonist is trying to do and what the protagonist i guess needs to do to stop him and like the hard-boiled cop is like but what is going on in new english will someone explain this to me and i'm like you we just we they did like they 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 already have you've you've seen like the, the creepy old footage you've read the creepy old archive newspapers you've like you've hit everything and he's like someone explain this to me right now and you're like why like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You kind of like I don't know if it was just because like maybe they want um, some kind of a a wider release or something, or maybe they know that it's going to end up in a like a Netflix queue of people kind of like half paying attention to the zany ghost story. But like when you're really sitting down and paying attention to this movie, it explains itself like three or four times very clearly what's going on, like again and again. Huh. Like it. it it, I, That's kind of weird for a movie that you're saying like the character it goes out of its way to like cover its bases in terms of weird explanations for stuff. Yeah, I think they would have they would have got that, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, like there, there's like a part like for for no reason where there she's kind of walking through the ghost uh, the ghost house and like just all of a sudden you hear like a little like little girl's voice being like this way, this way, and like they don't they don't explain any of that. But it was just sort of like I can just imagine a test audience being like, "Why is she going through the house?" And they're like, "Eh, just throw in a fucking creepy little girl voice, and she's following the voice." <laughs> like, you know, like you're just sort of like they. I feel that they took this movie and just like it's based on a graphic novel, which also, I mean, if you are gonna watch it, bear that in mind because like none of the like everybody kind of talks like a like like it should be sort of like a film noir detective kind of story, which yeah. like I guess like would be a little bit jarring, but then you think, like, oh, that's kind of how a comic book might be written. Like, I think they probably pulled some of the dialogue directly from the comic source. So it it ends up, like, kind of, like, weirdly jarring. But then again, if you just sort of accept that it's, like, a comic book-made movie, you're like, ah, I'll just, I'll let it slide. But, yeah, I I would say that the the main flaw of this film is that it, like, it treats its audience like they're dumb as shit. (laughs) Like, it just, it it over-explains itself, like, again, and, like, repeatedly explains like this is why there are ghosts this is what happened to make ghosts this is what the bad guy stands to gain by building this ghost house this is the next step okay and I this is like why there are ghosts this topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you're just like it, it's almost like mind numbing like i said i don't really know what the the thing the i guess the target or the goal there was that being said my previous comment stands where who i would recommend it to is like you could literally throw this movie on at uh like with uh, without anyone in the room paying attention and everybody's gonna get it you know <laughs> like what was the like ghosty gory kill stuff like exciting enough to to like carry the film uh, if the like the like it wasn't like that 
It wasn't. It wasn't up. good yeah. enough to necessarily carry it, but it also wasn't like when we talked about like Red Christmas, it not being like like Red Christmas kind of like could have been slicker and stuff. Like it's not like that. Like it's it has the budget. The ghosts. I don't, I wasn't a fan of the effect, but like the ghosts have a good effect. The yeah. uh, the the kills and the actual blood and gore. It's it's pretty great. Like a lot of, when blood flies, blood fucking flies everywhere. Like there's there's a lot of visually. Visually, it's worth it. I mean, and that's kind of what I was sort of excited for from uh, from Darren Lynn uh, Bousman, I guess, because of Repo right. the Genetic Opera and stuff. Like, I was like, okay, he's going to, like, visually make it, like, very slick. And it does have that visual slickness. Uh, I would give it a solid, I don't know, six and a half on ten, okay. I suppose. Yeah, it, it, for, like, schlocky horror, that ain't so bad. And, and I'm sure we've watched worse. Oh, we, def- we definitely, our, definitely place. have watched worse, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I just, I kind of, like, it sucks because I think that the premise was could have been better, and they could have probably gone further with it instead of just explaining their shit again and again. Right. Anyway. Yeah, because the premise was wonderful. Okay. Anyway, do, do you really want to spoil it? Is it like worth, uh, uh, worth not, the discussion? Uh, not really. I mean, I think you you, mm-hmm. you know what's wrong with it from what I what I heard. Of getting into the specifics of what's wrong with it are not gonna are not yeah. gonna kind of spell out things one way or the other. <laughs> Uh, well, I feel I feel like I'm gonna check it out anyway. I was kind of like I find the premise is so ludicrous. I kind of like have to see what they what they did with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I kind of like I don't even know. Like, I would I, maybe there's like a director's cut or something. Like, <laughs> it just yeah. I, I think the, the the building should have played a more central role. Is my my thoughts. Anyway, okay. uh, I think that's it for this episode of Nine to Five Does Fantasia, John. Uh, coming up next, uh, we're going to be, and by we, I mean me again, uh, watching yep. another ghost story called uh, We Go On, indie horror film. We Go On is going to be out tomorrow. Ooh. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, everybody. Hey guys, it's me again. Uh, just a quick reminder, 9to5.cc is a fan-made, fan-supported website. That means we don't have uh, any sort of an advertising budget. The only way we really have to get our name out there is by our fans uh, sharing us, liking us, and supporting us. So if you enjoy uh, what we're doing, um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're there. Uh, tell your friends that this podcast is happening, Then it's a lot of fun. Uh, also, if you like what we're doing, we do have uh, a podcast for the rest of the year, John and I, uh, called 9to5 Entertainment System that we do with the other founders of the sites, uh, Scott and Sophie, and we also have another podcast that we do uh, through the rest of the year called uh, Go Plug Yourself for Myself and Walter J. Ling. Uh, talk to people that have interesting stuff coming up in Montreal. So, uh, once again, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, we're on both of them. Uh, if you see us at the festival, come say hey and uh, keep listening and keep enjoying the show. We're going to try to keep having episodes pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, Fantasia has been so great so far. So, uh, yeah, I'm done. Here we go. Thanks for listening. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. <laughs>